This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. Good evening. This is Reverend Gary Lubin serving as deacon with the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to our daily devotion in the early evening for individuals and families from page 139 of the Book of Common Prayer. Today's reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 37 through 52. Now let us begin our worship. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun, and our eyes behold the vesper light. We sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. While Jesus was speaking, a Pharisee invited him to dine with him. So he went in and took his place at the table. The Pharisee was amazed to see that he did not first wash before dinner. Then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools! Did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? So give us alms those things that are within, and then everything will be clean for you. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and herbs of all kinds, and neglect justice and the love of God. It is these you ought to have practiced without neglecting the others. Woe to you, Pharisees! For you love to have the seat of honor in the synagogues and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces. Woe to you, for you are like unmarked graves on which people unknowingly walk. One of the experts in the law answered him, Teacher, when you say these things, you insult us too. And he said, Woe also to you experts in the law, for you load people with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not lift a finger to ease them. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets whom your ancestors killed. So you are witnesses and approve of the deeds of your ancestors, for they killed them, and you build their tombs. For this reason the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and persecute, so that this generation may be charged with the blood of all the prophets shed since the foundation of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, it will be charged against this generation. Woe to you experts in the law! For you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter yourselves, and you hindered those who were entering. The Gospel of our Lord. 
Good evening. Can you think of a succinct title for today's reading from Luke? Here is one from my commentary that captures the essence of Jesus' diatribe. Jesus denounces the Pharisees and experts in the law. Does that sum it up then? Indeed. I could end here, but I am wondering about the motive of the Pharisee who invites Jesus to dinner. Was it intended to trap Jesus? By no means, though, is Jesus not unaware. Luke tells us in verses 53 and 54 that immediately follow today's reading that after the dinner is over, when he went outside, the scribes and the Pharisees became hostile to him and began to interrogate him about many things, lying in wait for him to catch him in something he might say. I'm thinking that to enter the house to begin with, Jesus had to wade through these very same disgruntled and angry and hostile folks who were milling about like vultures. By this time in Jesus' ministry, it is no secret that he is very critical of the religious establishment. Jesus is not only wary, but cagey and bold. I would like to offer here that he deliberately skips the ceremonial washing of hands before dinner to rattle those sitting or rather reclining at table with him. Now I wonder, did Jesus quietly but firmly, sarcastically reprimand them in between plucking and eating grapes, sucking down some suds as he reclined there with them? Or did Jesus stand up as an imposing figure to resolutely rebuke them with a steady and firm voice and gaze? By the way, the word used to describe the ceremonial washing up before dinner in this case literally means baptized. I cannot help but think about our tradition of baptism, which evolved over centuries of time. The sacrament of baptism is an outward sign of an inner grace. To quote directly from our catechism in our Book of Common Prayer, the outward and visible sign in baptism is water, in which the person is baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The inward and spiritual grace in baptism is union with Christ in his death and resurrection, birth into God's family, the church, forgiveness of sins, and new life in the Holy Spirit. By the grace and mercy of God, of course. Well, as it turns out, God was sitting there with them at table. As they dine, Jesus upbraids the self-righteous Pharisees, pointing out they make a pompous, pretentious show of cleaning the outside of cups and dishes, interestingly not mentioning hands, but on the inside, deep down in their very gut, where it really counts, in their heart of hearts, they are full of greed and wickedness. As such, Jesus points out, the outside is therefore really contaminated, dirty, tarnished, de facto unwashed by the corrupting dominance of the true 
inner person. Well, then comes the woes to the Pharisees and lawyers. There are six woe to's. Three are spoken directly to the Pharisees. But woe to you Pharisees, Jesus says, for neglecting justice and the love of God, for lacking humility and for being lost, maybe forever, like unmarked graves. Well then, there are three woe to's addressed in response to the aggrieved expert in the law. Woe also to you experts in the law, Jesus says, for they unfairly load people with burdens hard to bear. For they hypocritically and disingenuously build tombs to honor God's ancient prophets, but who were killed by the religious establishment of that day. They are brought up short for hindering the people's ability to understand knowledge of the truth of God. So I've just got to wonder, who are these people in today's world who hinder people from understanding the knowledge of God's truth? For example, by spreading lies and fake news. Who today demeans and kills prophets who reveal truth with a capital T and shun the prophecies of God's truth, hijacking the truth? The toxic atmosphere of our polarized society makes it challenging to discern God's truth through all of the mud and misinformation and there are those who actually cannot handle God's truth, avoiding it as if it were the plague, ignore it and subjugate it with their own falsehoods. And if we cut through all the BS, Jesus' message is very simple to understand, although I admit very challenging to practice. Love God and love one another, God implores us. Love your neighbor as yourself. And your neighbor is anyone who needs you. I would like to leave you with this quote from How I Fell in Love with the Coal Miner's Daughter, a recent New York Times guest essay by Margaret Rinkle. That's spelled R-E-N-K-L, in case you want to look her up. An essay about the life of Loretta Lynn, who recently died. In the end, Rankel writes, it comes down to love. Whatever the vitriol online might suggest, we are still capable of loving one another through profound differences and irreconcilable disagreements. And when we manage to keep on loving and keep on listening, we can sometimes maybe bring our loved ones around to a new way of thinking. Amen. It is not ourselves that we proclaim. We proclaim Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your servants, for Jesus' sake. For the same God who said, out of darkness let light shine, has caused his light to shine within us, to give the light of revelation, the revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let us now say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, increase in us the gifts of faith, hope, and charity, and that we may obtain what you promise. Make us love what you command through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us now take some time, pausing our worship together if you need to do that, to offer up our prayers of intercession, thanksgiving, and praise for the world, for the church, for our national life, for the social and natural orders, for family and personal life, and in particular for those who are suffering and those who have died. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love, and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth, that in your good time, all nations and all the peoples of the one human race may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving Spirit may so move every human heart, and especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatreds cease, that our divisions being healed we may live in justice and peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Now go in peace, hope, and joy to love and serve our God in the name of our teacher and Savior, Jesus.